So, what do you think of that clip from Lucha Underground today, Arlen? Yeah. What do you think of that Lucha Underground clip I sent you, Arlen? No, my tongue that was trying to choke myself. Choke me, I swear. Uh, that was a good clip, actually. I was, uh, I was, I was surprised by everything that was going on. <laughs> um, so I sent Arlen a, like a 14-minute highlight reel from Lucha Underground season four. Uh, like just one of the episodes, um, and it's fu- I haven't watched it in a season and a half. It's fucking bonkers. I forgot how crazy it actually is. Well, I yeah, like I don't always get to see all the messages until later. So you know, I was catching up, and I just saw you're like, oh yeah, hey, check this out. And then I see Arlen's first response is like, is that a demonic doll? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Here's the thing. Like I know a lot of old crotchety wrestling personalities and wrestling fans are like, eh, it exposes the business. It makes us look bad. Blah blah blah. Everyone knows wrestling is fake. There's no more yeah. business to be exposed. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to reinvent wrestling, please do it like this. Please ju- just do Mortal Kombat. That's all this is. Well, yeah, right. just go over the top. Like, don't try yeah. and, don't try and like, uh, narrow it down to being more realistic. Just go over the top with it. That would be more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're, trust me. They're over the top. Characters have been murdered. Characters, <laughs> characters die. Um, and they get better. Uh, well, actually, some of them stay dead. Um, oh. Also, some of them come back under uh, under a bunch of makeup as the character's father or brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, That's great. That's yeah. such a good idea. I'm definitely more interested in that version of wrestling. <laughs> it's just, there's just not enough time in the world. <laughs> this is unfortunate. It is on Netflix uh, right now, actually. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it the uh, first season or whatever is that thing? It's like seasons one through three. So that, but was that hmm. before it went completely insane? It was. It was insane from the start. The whole thing okay. is built in the fact that it's like it's this, it's the underground fighting club of pro wrestling, and that what happens in this temple stays in this temple, and it's <laughs> and it's even like this. The stage and the arena look like some dingy, uh, like warehouse that's been filled with bleachers can we just unpack that one sentence what happens in this temple stays in this temple yep. <laughs> that should be the answer they call it the temple oh that's wonderful yep. yeah there are big there are big stone staircases yeah up to an elevator uh, I mean, it, there's it an office like... that people routinely get tossed through their uh through its windows there's a there's a character who turns into a dragon there are characters who are literal <clears throat> cosmic beings um there's assassins, there's ninjas, there is a triad group of girls, um, there's, it's wacky as, oh, and there's Mil Muertes, who is, um, what, no I, he's Ermac, he's Ermac from Mortal Kombat, basically, like, he's possessed by the, the souls of, like, thousands of dead who died during an earthquake or some shit, oh, and like he has Red died Man. on screen before, <laughs> and just comes back. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not against it. Like, it just, it, <laughs> it it sounds it sounds like they took uh what was that what was that fucking reality or not even reality but the uh the real fighters that was basically just mortal Kombat, the tv you show mean, you mean wmac masters the yes. show i introduced this show to because arlen hunter and alan had no idea what i was talking about yep. i couldn't remember the name of it but yes that show um, it was a show where people fought and they had fucking life bars yep yeah they were fighting <laughs> for that ridiculous like medallion or whatever it was yeah and they, they were, were there were backstage sketches just like wrestling and then you they mm-hmm. go out and just like this ridiculously cheap stage and fight a bunch of ninjas and they yep. they win depending on how many ninjas they beat yep yeah it was it was pretty ridiculous but you know when i was like 13 i ate that shit up 
Oh, I, so I, I, I look for it every day, and then eventually it just mm -hmm. disappeared. Yeah. And then I think this is this show is the only reason I ever got to bring it back up again. Yeah. Yeah, there was a dude who Actually, was like... no, uh, one of the dudes from that show is Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, I'm not that surprised. No, yeah. I was going to wow. say, there was the one dude who kind of looked like a... Looks like Cyborg, like except a really low rent version of Cyborg. <laughs> like if he went yep. to like the dollar store and bought a bunch of stuff to glue onto his face. Also, yeah. the uh, the black dude who Liu Kang beats in the movie is also from WMAC Masters. Oh, maybe that's the same guy who looks like Cyborg. Maybe. Yeah, could be. I, I mean, couldn't was... tell you anybody else from that show. No, I just know no. Chris Casamassa and that dude with the dreads. That's <laughs> yeah. There was there was a dude who looked like Liu Kang who ended up winning, of course, because he was the hero from the beginning of the setup of the show. But yeah, yeah, it very much like borrowed heavily from Mortal Kombat in the beginning because it. I like it how had... I like how I like how Mortal Kombat wanted to so desperately get away from like the Liu Kang trope that they just fucking killed him in some intro yeah. cutscene. Yeah, and then they made <laughs> him like evil. he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then they made him the ruler of Outworld. Yeah, they made well, Johnny they... Cage the hero of the game. Mm -hmm. Well, and that was the thing. Like, they brought him back in uh, one of the crazy Mortal Kombat that You know, they're like, now we have everybody. Wait, this one has everybody that was in oh, the last one. Armageddon? Yeah, where yeah. Liu Kang has chain hooks on his hands that he doesn't yep. use. Yeah, he was, a, he was a weird zombie, Liu Kang. Yeah. And he has, yeah, he has hooks with chains in the ends of them attached to his wrists. But if you switch to his weapon mode, he pulls out nunchucks. Why? Oh, I played this one. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Sure. On PSP. Yeah. Sure. Sure. On PS. Good God. On PSP. Wow. Really... Yeah, I played it on PSP. It was, yeah. You know, because when I'm going to go for a great fighting experience for a brand new Mortal Kombat game, the first thing I think of is a portable system. Right. That one, and there's a, fan... there's a Final Fantasy game that is basically Soul Calibur, but it's only Final oh, Fantasy. Oh, Dissidia or Dis... whatever the hell yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so. And yeah. I played that one. You can do so, uh, some uh, stuff like that. I am old enough to remember Air Gates for PlayStation One, which oh, people yeah. only bought God because the it featured yeah, it featured Final Fantasy Seven characters and a bunch of like yeah. throwaway nobody characters that nobody gave a shit about. Yep, I used to play that game in the arcade. Oh that my god, that actually must have been is. a much better experience because on consoles that game. <laughs> It was kind of the same thing on the con on the arcades. You, know, you just had a joystick instead of uh, thumb pads. Thing is, like, yeah. there's no you can't there's no fine movement in that game. Everything you no. do is like a run or a jump or a sprint, and you're trying to navigate these multi-tiered stages, and it's impossible. And you can only make like 90 degree angle movements too. Yeah, <laughs> you can. Yeah, yeah, I need to make a right here. Nope, you're going this way. You Bam, can't do down that the stairs. Here. Yep. Anyway, yep. I'm Connor McGraw. Welcome to the Dark Episode of <laughs> I was about Zone. to say, uh, <laughs> none of us have introduced yourselves yet. Uh, I was getting uh, there. Arlen Haro here, uh, as usual. I'm Alan Muir. Uh, I'm Eric Fedorchek, and I have something horrible to tell you guys about later. <laughs> no, <Wonderful>. no. <laughs> um, I, I like how uh, whenever Alan says his name, it sounds like he's saying uh, like a new version of Thor's hammer. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Love you, bud. It's like one word. Especially when you couldn't tell the Alan Muir for your. Wait, is that still your Twitter account? That's my Twitter account. That's. Look at it. The Alan Muir. It just occurred to me. Alan, if we wanted to have someone do an impression of Ryan Johnson, it's you just have Alan talk. Uh, that's what his voice sounds like to me. He sounds like Ryan Johnson. Who's Ryan uh, Johnson? That's the director, the director of the of last Looper. Jedi. Oh, <laughs> the director, oh. Yeah, the director it is. For some Brent. reason, like, when someone says his name, because it's spelled like 
like rain. almost like rain. Yeah, right. it doesn't register. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I should pronounce the I next time just to just to clear in. <laughs> Rian, Ron- uh, Rian Johnson. Rian. Rian Ryan Johnson. Rihanna Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> Did you see Tom Holland got a pop vinyl made of his Rihanna uh, get up from lip syncing? Oh, that's my. awesome. That's oh, awesome. Oh. It he is. was so good on that. He was so good on that. Like, it came out yeah. of nowhere. The people who yeah, are at, like, unexpectedly great in that show um, mm-hmm. are some of the most left field people. Like, Triple H was on there and killed it. Really? Hmm. Yes. Because yeah. I've, I've only ever watched that show in YouTube clips, so. Right, same. Yeah, same. yeah no, exactly. Or, or um, gifts. And I, and Eric, my C is because someone was on there that's just so out of left field and they did an amazing job. Wait, yeah. did, Tri- did Triple H sing through his nose? No. Wow, Alan, 1999 called. They want Triple H jokes back. <laughs> Holy fuck. This is why we have Alan here, to make oh uh, dated God. wrestling jokes. Uh, that's his purpose in <laughs> like hell yeah. out. Alan, do you have two words for me? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> and I lost him. That was easy. Okay. Um. What are we doing? <laughs> there, there's like there's a little bit. Of, there's a little bit of news. A little bit. Yeah. It's. I was committed to just being goofy for whatever how long this show lasts. There's some news in between. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. First story I have because it's it's a lot of pictures. It's a lot of photos yeah, it's a lot, today. It's a lot of stuff we're gonna tell you that it looks like without actually showing you. <laughs> Uh, audio yeah. mediums. Oh, yeah. Um, describe so yeah. sounds to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, uh, first story, uh, we gotta look at Robin from the new Titans. I um, dig it. I like it. Yeah, it looks cool. And, man, <laughs> does... Oh, I lost all of that. I don't know what you said there. Oh, man, really? I was just gonna say yep. the, uh, the next game <laughs> The X Games really missed the pads that he stole from them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what I was now, saying in the chat, too. If we were to say um, that, though, then we need to tell everybody on the Flash and Arrowverse to stop you know, cloning the same leather jacket with a different decal. Right. I mean, fair, but that's the CW. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, I guess this is like, this might as well be CW, so. Oh, whatever. I think this show was probably made for quarters, like, especially with where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sure it was made for as cheap as possible. Yeah, not, he's, not he's, Scott he's... Buck cheap and efficient, but like right. Yeah, like he's he's wearing motocross pads. Like he's wearing like a one of those shirts that have pads built into them. Uh, definitely. <laughs> well, I mean, like Batman suit and Batman Begins is like a what is this, a spelunking suit? Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if I were like, it looks good though. A young superhero had to make his own gear. Like, yeah, I guess I'd go for something that's like that's. Mm-hmm. Got moderate protection to it. You can just find. Mm-hmm. Make yeah. my own armor. Uh, Fuck off. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It looks. It does look good. I guess. Um, it does. I, I. If I have a problem with it, it feels um like something you would see in uh what is it hero beatdown or whatever. It does look um, very fan filmy. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, I don't know. It it works. It definitely doesn't look like the Schumacher Batman costumes or whatever. Um, Man, has there, those are has there been has there even been an an on screen live action Robin since that movie? No. No. Oh. No. Because, <laughs> as I've said many times before, uh, things poison the well. 
I think the Robin Whale was poisoned by that movie in the same way I think 66 poisoned Batman on TV. Mm. Uh, yeah. So. No, that's yeah. that's completely reasonable or assumption. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's that's why this is called the speed round. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, all right. Picture of Robin. <laughs> Uh, um, this one should go even quicker. Uh, so we all saw Kristen Wiig, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yet. Eh, it's it's not much to see, it's, really. <laughs> yeah, it's not really much. It's not even like her in costume. It's like her human form or yeah, whatever. It's, and it's so far panned out, like it's hard to tell anything about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah, I paste it. Yeah, just paste it in the chat. Uh, I'm like for yeah. some reason beyond excited that. A comedic actress is going to go be a villain in a comic book movie. Yes, mm-hmm. that's I love really him. cool. I love Kristen yeah. Wiig, so I will give her a chance in anything. Me like, too. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Definitely. And who's? Oh, oh, there's a who's her male villain co-star? I can't remember who it was. Oh, it's Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's like a. They described him as a, a, a Boba Fett type kind yeah. of like. Yeah, mm. you're unsure as to where his allegiances are, and he could switch at any time. Um, so yeah, hmm. that'll I, be cool. I don't. Did uh, they yeah, announce what know. what character he's playing? Or no, they said he's an Indiana Jones type. Okay. So huh. yeah, it, yeah, he's gonna probably be like Nathan Drake, kind of. But well, that more that... morally un. I thought I yeah. I thought I read a rumor that he was supposed to be like male cheetah. That's what a lot of people thought. I didn't that think was there a was a male spreading. cheetah. Uh, I mean, um, I'm, there, there could be. Uh, there yeah, is, well, apparently. Yeah, true. So, oh, uh, well, I no, guess. but Arlen, this ties back into our discussion about the Wonder Woman sequel a while ago mm-hmm. about how uh, there was a point where she was kind of powerless and doing kind of archaeology stuff, more so than she does now in the movies. But yeah, where mm-hmm. she had the white suit and whatnot. And I remember, I think Steve Trevor was kind of an Indiana Jones-esque character at that point. So it would make sense yeah. that they're going that way. Yeah. Yeah, it, it all it all works. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. nothing to judge, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, she's going to be in a museum. <laughs> I don't, that, that tells me nothing, really. Um, but uh, the setting looks cool. It, it, the direction is good you know the shot is really well done so mm-hmm. eh. uh, uh speed round guys speed round. <laughs> sure <laughs> all right uh i messed up the order but we're gonna do the glass poster next uh so yeah who, this poster who saw the glass poster i did did everybody see i it? did it was fucking awesome it is yes. rad yeah it's, yeah, great. it's pretty cool it's for those great. who don't know what we're talking about the new glass poster has uh well, it's like an asylum floor, and there's cool reflections on the floor of uh, Willis, uh, McAvoy, and Jackson, but, like, they're true selves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, the, the, the people who are reflecting down are, like, old, beaten-up men who are in wheelchairs or in handcuffs, and there's fucking Kevin. <laughs> well, I, yep. thought, I thought the premise was that uh, they're supposed to be in a mental asylum. Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard, too. Yeah, yeah, um, So, I Which I makes you wonder, like, exactly. how does... I want to know how Kevin... I want to know how Bruce Willis gets there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Gets, he was he out and about gets, post uh, uh, split, and yeah, well, I think he probably gets arrested trying to stop something, and he gets put mm-hmm. in there because he, he starts explaining <clears> like, "No, I have these powers. I have these powers," and yeah, yeah, gets thrown in the yeah. asylum. That's my guess. Hmm. That's the, that would be my guess too. Like he goes after, yeah, he goes after the beast, uh, yeah. and they both get arrested 
somehow. Yeah. So and Glass gets arrested just because he's been yelling since the end of Unbreakable. Well, presumably he's been in an asylum since the last one. So okay, he, okay, yeah. But he's still yeah. just like at the door, just like yes. <laughs> <laughs> Called me Mr. Glass. Yeah. <laughs> you like me? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I'm I'm like. And my Shyamalan comes and goes in cycles where he's just like intolerable, and then like that was okay. Uh, yeah. Now mm-hmm. I think for the first time in a long time, I was like, "Hey, I'm actually excited for something he's making." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. This post, the poster's good. So yep. at least it's not like a crappy poster with like with a floating I don't know, head. All of them in a yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something, uh, Marvel. You guys got to fucking work on your poster game because. Uh, yeah. Or if if anybody's ever seen the posters that they did for First Class. <clears throat> where it was James McAvoy, um, like, uh, in front of Patrick Stewart's head at, like, 50% opacity. Um, <laughs> it's real bad. Go wow. look that poster up That's if you want to have heard. Well, yeah. Marvel, It's I noticed it specifically with the uh, new Ant-Man and the Wasp poster, is that they've released individual shots of each of the characters that are in it and then mm-hmm. all they did was take those individual shots and then put them in a single poster together which yep. seems like the laziest thing on earth to me yeah. like a, at yeah. least have an original she- original scene for the poster that's that a has shame everybody because in it. the advertising for ant-man was amazing like yeah, yeah. like see ant-man here first poster like right with an arrow pointing down to like a speck mm-hmm. on a curb or some shit like that mm-hmm and they did something similar with a newer poster for Ant-Man and the Wasp where it's just them very tiny running along the top of, I think, either Ant-Man or and the Wasp. But still, like, it's it's yeah. playing too much of the same thing from the original. Also, from the, uh, the Ant-Man ad campaign had that bizarre TV mm-hmm. plot where it's just that, like, Michael Douglas and Paul Rudd patting their legs rhythmically going, ants, ants. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that was some of the uh, Edgar Wright uh, carryover. Probably. And then just like yeah. slam cuts to ants was the strangest thing ever. And they go, Ant Man! And it ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know what this uh, this next thing is, by the way. The Feige thing. Oh, uh, so oh. Kevin Feige, he, he confirmed a couple things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let me see. What, what was there? Okay, so they won't be announcing a title for Infinity War Part or whatever Avengers 4 right until after we get a Captain Marvel teaser yeah um like that's that's the bulk of it <laughs> yeah that's the real meat of the story which um, they they just started filming uh, uh Captain Marvel didn't they if I remember correctly they're like midway through okay um, okay last I last I heard at least so they're they're partway through they'll probably have something for Comic-Con mm-hmm. but um yeah that's that's all yeah. we really know, but yeah, that's and it'll leak the next day, and then we'll get an HD version within weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Although they said something about the teaser coming in September or October, which is cool. To uh, so... to their credit, the uh, Infinity War trailer, they managed not to have that leak at all. They had that one leak, and then they didn't come out with it in HD. They just kept on to it. They're just like, nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope. So maybe yeah. they'll maybe they'll hold their ground a little bit better than they have in the past. Well, I think Infinity War is probably a bit more uh, risky than the uh, what would they do? It was for Ultron, where it leaked, and they were like, they they went, damn it, Hydra, and then just released yep. an HD version instead. Yep. Yeah, that was a good day. That was a very good day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. it's there was I forget there was one or two other things that were of interest in the uh, in the Figi uh, 
talking about stuff, but I don't remember what they were. It's I, a little bit yeah. about Spider-Man too. Um, yeah, I I know he recently announced that yeah, there's going to be a Doctor Strange too, which basically is just a big duh. We all knew that. Right. Yeah. Also, speaking of Spider-Man uh, and sequels, mm-hmm. I want to burst in people's bubbles. We're not getting a movie with him alone on Titan. Stop it. What? <laughs> Stop. What? Stop it. What? Okay. It, it, people took Far From Home as like, well, that's what he was going to That's what he's doing when he comes back on Titan. What? No. <laughs> no. No, this is supposed to take place after the next Avengers movie. He's going to come so back. Right. Yeah. It's, like it's going to take place with him in Europe, apparently. Yeah, they, that's yeah everything exactly. that we've heard. That's, that is what Feige sort of, that's sort of what Feige confirmed. It's so. not a terribly common yeah. thing I've seen, but I've seen it enough times to go, what? What? What is wrong mm-hmm. with people? Listen, you people, Affleck is not Deathstroke. Uh, <laughs> Affleck isn't anything to do with the DC universe anymore. Careful, you'll, I, you'll I mean, get uh, Affleck truth for, truthers coming after. I you. mean, I mean, are, <laughs> is he? I don't even know one way or the other because it seems uh, every day of the week there's a new answer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with what the director of the Batman film has said, which is no, he's not involved with it. So I'm gonna he, leave it at that. One of those is like, ha 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 ha. Uh, he doesn't represent us. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, I, I'm expecting him to be out, but the way yeah. they're going about just actually telling people is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's a, uh, it's uh, very strange the way that Warner Brothers is acting in general. Who to thunk? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, speed round, guys. Speed round. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't speed uh, round. It's over. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a. I think it's the shortest speed round we've ever done, but still. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, our only main story, because that's just how things work out. Uh, Jeremy Irons, among other things, has been confirmed to be in the Lindelof Watchmen, which... Well, I mean... <sighs> whatever. Whatever. Uh, Look, uh, yeah. Having personally experienced uh, the idea that Jeremy Irons cannot save a train wreck as I watch Dungeons & Dragons three times over the course of the week... Uh, yeah, he can't do it. No, mm-hmm. he came close. Let me tell you, his scenes in that movie are fantastic. Right? Of course yeah, they. And are. he doesn't save BVS either. Um, no, he just, he, he just looks upset the whole time. <laughs> no, he's so visibly angry the entire time. And it makes for like a really good performance because that Alfred is supposed to be like so tired of Bruce's shit at this point. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's like, I'm here because I owe a debt to your family, and I'll never leave. But God, you suck. Hmm. Well, it's like they took the uh, the hard nosed version of him from the Earth One storyline that came out recently, mm-hmm. and then just said, Nah, let's not do anything interesting with that. Let's just let's just make him cantankerous, but nothing else. I mean, you could do something interesting right away if you had Affleck kick out that wooden leg from underneath him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And Alfred just go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then and then beat him horribly because he has SAS training. But yeah, nah, nah. Why would they do that? I love that that whole sequence of pages and panels because Alfred's like beating the fuck out of Bruce and then Bruce goes low and kicks the wooden leg and Alfred's like, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> can't believe yep. you did that. <laughs> yeah. And they realize he's like, that was really smart. Good job. Like, <laughs> um, I don't I don't have it. I've lost feelings on this Watchmen show because I just don't yeah. care about it anymore. Well, the the thing I had read was like apparently Jeremy Irons is going to play some European royalty of some sort, which great, real, real big reach for him. Like, let's go with this you guy. You want to get me to has, care? You want to get me to yeah. care a little bit? 
tell me who's playing the older versions of the characters that I remember. Like well, maybe yeah, then my interest will go by like yeah. one or two percent because they're not telling me anything about the story I'm familiar with. They're just like, "Hey, we got uh, Don Johnson. He's in a cop uniform. Isn't this wonderful?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's beginning to really seem like it might be Lindelof doing what Lindelof does best, which is just fucking things up. I mean, I really hope not. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, uh, but I, wanna... I, but I'm I I see what you mean though. Like, but we've all said uh... before too that I think we're all sick of the Watchmen nostalgia. Yeah, that too. Because it's, yeah. it, it's not, it hasn't, it hasn't produced anything that's really making waves. So, mm-hmm. well, and even even the Watchmen movie that Snyder directed, like, it's uh, fine. There, yeah, <laughs> it's great. I mean, mm-hmm. I I really enjoy it, but I mean, it's not something that made it a lot of waves either for a very for a very like well done comic book movie of something that people said was unfilmable. It's like, the best movie Zack Snyder's ever going to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much, he got it all out there. And yeah. quite well, frankly, like, yeah. if we're gonna have a Watchmen movie, I'm okay with keeping this one. Like, I would—I right. don't think I would trade it for anything because I think it's exquisite. Yeah, I think we got something good enough. That's the—that's yeah. the term I use. It's the amount of good enough and care that Snyder like obviously put into that movie is mm-hmm. very respectable, and I can't really look down on it. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. Shit, I was even I, watching. I, some, I totally agree. I was watching some clip from I think. Oh, I found the BBS. Uh, fight scene with life bars and i was having a grand time watching it um and i was just sitting there watching that and i'm like uh, i don't want to hate this but i hate it but i don't want to because some of it's good and some of it's terrible i mean that can be said about a lot of things yeah um, it looks wonderful i think that fight scene's cool as hell yeah he hit superman is. with a kitchen sink yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> or a bathroom sink whatever i i can't deny any of this but also like <sighs> Why does he stick a Jolly Rancher in an older man? Oh, see, that's, that's indefensible. That's where the movie just loses you. I'm like, what's going on here? Why is there a jar of piss? Like, that's... Why? Yeah. And also, the people who are like, it's never confirmed it was a jar of piss. It's it doesn't matter. The insinuation it... is more than enough. Exactly. Like, really, there's people uh... who didn't think that was an actual jar of piss. And the bigger question is, is that Lex Luthor's piss or is that one of his stoolies that he just had pee in this jar? I don't know. I, there, I, I that no sequence idea. alone, there's so much to pull off that sequence that, just, that is infuriating. Because between mm-hmm. just blowing Mercy Graves up offhandedly, uh, yep. the jar of piss, and then post-explosion Superman going, dang it, and then just flying away like an asshole. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unlike yes. in the extended cut where you see him like saving people and helping people. It's yeah, like, and that's why he gets nobody... ejected because he didn't save enough, so he leaves. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to see that. Let's just have him fly off like an emo boy. Come on. Nobody right, because that's what the kids like. The kids <laughs> like him emo. They like him to fly away as soon as possible. I know, the kids. I have herpes of the eye. <laughs> Is your like is your Hollywood producer like 117 years old, like just being kept yes. alive with money alone? He, he's being kept alive by the blood of children. He's just having it pumped into him. There's like it's Hollywood meetings that are going on, and someone hears in the background, <laughs> some like machine rolls in, this like dead Hollywood exec from 1910. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's he's being kept alive by the blood of children and liquefied yeah. money. Like and he puts, he, puts microphone, he puts a microphone to his throat. Yeah. Oh, not even that. He, he puts a he puts a microphone up to the fishbowl that his head is in because it has to be saline <laughs> to keep him from, to keep it from drying out. 
Yeah. Yeah, they've got them. They've got them in liquid oxygen. Like, it's like the abyss. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's fucking Mr. House from New Vegas. He's just like a, a, a piece of flesh wedged into a computer. <laughs> Alan, yeah. I think you're the only one. Wait, who here has played New Vegas? I have. Uh, Wait, who else? I am not. I, I have not. Oh, yeah. Fallout New Vegas is awesome. It's it's one of those games that I I always meant to get around to, but every time I started playing it, I'm like. I don't have the time or inclination to really sit down and get into this, and I just I drifted away from it. Fall because Vegas I have to... does the one thing that like I wish more RPG systems with morality would do, in that you have a reputation that follows you around. Oh wow! Yeah. So okay. if you murder somebody in Good Springs, if you come back, they're like, "Hey, step across that line, we'll shoot you." <laughs> hmm. Well, I'm not I'm not prone to murdering people wantonly in video games, so I I would probably be okay. Mm, why do I not believe you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I, a single thing you said. I am, I am avatar of bright and shining light whenever I play a video oh, game. Oh man, I did I did an all Renegade Mass Effect two playthrough that was just the fucking time of my life. Yeah, I never I never because, got around to like, doing that. Renegade douchebag Shepherd is the, the like he just looks for shortcuts and is happy with that. I think at some point he's interrogating some dude, and you can just opt for a renegade option. You just punch him out a window. Yes. Damn. <laughs> and yes. Garrus is like, Garrus is like, wow, Shepard, that was a little extreme. <laughs> the only game I've ever been like, I'm gonna play villain is Infamous because I feel like they make it so easy to play bad guy. Well, like, yeah. Dump it down to the point where you feel like a child. They're like, here's your good and bad options. Good option is save the orphanage. The bad option is burn this box of kittens. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if you play the vampire mode, you can just like eat children. Yes. Oh my it's god, like, what? Hmm. Yeah. No, the vampire. Have you never played the vampire version? I have yeah, the vampire deal. Oh, oh wow. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I played the first one. That's how I know that. Okay. Um oh. and I was I played the thing is I played prototype first. Um okay. which I, I like a little more just because it's so fucking ridiculous. Well, it was also made by the people who made Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Which exactly. That it's, game it's, was it's, awesome. it's 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 kind of sloppy, but you you can let me I... pick up an old man, climb a building, throw him through the air, right. swing, fly after him, grab him with a tendril, and throw him into a helicopter. Oh, see, I always preferred like doing the longest ever, like I've always got like a body slam or something along those lines. Like just you grab somebody and you jump from the tallest building you can. Oh, and you just, just like, pull just a wrestling power bomb them thirty thousand yes. feet in the air. Yes, yeah, from yeah. like twelve <laughs> stories up. Really satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, you, just, um, you, bumped, you bumped into me, old man. Let's see what your yeah. head looks like. Let's, like let's, let's see what you look like at terminal velocity. <laughs> yep. Uh, what's next? <laughs> um, Predator trailer. Because I don't think because... we have anything else to say about Watchmen. I have a fuck ton to say about the Predator trailer. Um, yeah, it's 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 awesome. This it's movie so looks rad. Mm. And I, I, I'm still confused as to like what the canon is, and that's making it more interesting. Yeah, I, in in my in my head, and regardless of what it says in the movie, this is what it is in my head. They created the super predator to fight the wolf predators. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Is that like, this is their this is their hydrogen bomb <laughs> to the A bomb yes. or something? Well, I hold like, on. Um, are you referring to the predator that landed in AVP two? No. So the wolf predators are. 
the, well, yeah, there's multiple names for them, but the predators from Predators, they're called wolf. Oh, I call I've, wolf I've heard them referred to as super predators. So I guess like what we have in this movie is like a, an ultra predator or something. I don't even know. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne says it. I, I call them wolf predators because of what Lawrence Fishburne says. He says they're like dogs and wolves. The wolves hunt dogs and vice versa. Hmm. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, so, so I just have always called them wolf predators. So I think um, the, the code name for um, the predator from AVP two was the wolf predator. That was his. That was like his actual name. Yeah. Like, like in predator language. Yeah. Uh, I I can see the confusion. There is an official name. It's the yeah Yatcha. Yeah, something like that. Yatcha. That's the official name of. Uh... That sounds like Ewok speak. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Y a u t g j a. No so. thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was surprised because I didn't know I was watching the Red Band trailer, and wow, they brought the good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There wasn't even really a warning that it was a Red Band trailer. So no. I just I just... went into it, and it's just like, oh, there's blood everywhere. This is there's awesome. blood and guts all over the place, and people are swearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, although that um that your mom's vagina e for everyone joke was dead on arrival, and I hope it gets cut from the movie. Yeah, yeah. That is one of the worst jokes I have ever. Well, heard. okay. Well, I agree. In context, I think it might work better. Um, if that guy is supposed to be the the Shane Black character from the first movie, Oof. um, like I think it might work better then, because I I get the feeling that he might be. Um, I think context is going to be everything. If everybody else thinks that that's a bad joke, um, but they don't in the trailer, I can see why. Like, because everybody laughs at it, like, mm. really loudly, <laughs> really. Well, and it's it's also it looks like they're obviously setting something up to uh, to get out of the the van or whatever it is, the school bus they're in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm I'm guessing that might be he's just saying something really a bad joke to get the other guy angry, God, quote it, unquote. Wouldn't it, the, wouldn't it be the best if like that bus tips over, there's predators ripping people apart and then a bearded Harrison Ford stumbles in from off screen like <laughs> Oh, I gotta go back. I, I didn't murder my wife. I should not be here. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones like, I don't care. He's like five minutes late. He's like, ah, oh, damn it. And then it's corroded by a predator. Yeah, um, yeah they're yeah. both chased to a dam and they have to no, jump like, up. I, it's, I, this looks like it's hitting everything I've wanted out of a Predator sequel in a very mm-hmm. long time. Like, yeah. I haven't rewatched Predators in a while, so I can't really speak on that. But yeah, this is this is looking like all of the... 80s hits that they got right with the first two Predators and they're condensing it into a a stronger budget and all the current special effects they can fit in so yeah I'm mm-hmm. into yep. it yeah. I don't know it, it looks good as a, as a follow up to Predator it looks very strong I would mm-hmm. say um, at one point um, fucking oh, god damn it I can't remember his name uh, the guy from Logan, uh, he's wearing a Predator gauntlet on yep. one of his arms. Oh, yeah. That. Um, yeah. Which is uh, so cool. Yep. <laughs> like, that's the kind of shit that I'm excited well, about. That's, like, that's why I like AVP 2 over the first one, because that one, like, the Predator did, like, he, he unmounts his shoulder cannon and just turns it into a pistol. Oh, wow. And yeah. then he's just yeah, blasting cool. people. It's so cool. That's, yeah, that's it, that is very cool. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, that's that. That's where that actually that uh, that's that like 
wheel of death, that wheel of just blades that he's holding, that's also an EVP tool. Oh, okay. Because that that produces the best unintentional comedy from EVP two. It's like there, it's this weird. There's there's a budding relationship in this movie between people you just don't care about, and at some point something happens and this girl kind of runs off and a predator's oh. fighting an alien. <laughs> I remember you telling and us about this. And he throws the blade, it kills the alien, and just, like, impales this girl on the wall like a rag doll, and then they never mention her again. <laughs> God. No, no, the, uh, the kid brother who is in love with that, who is in love with the girl who dies, he tries to kill the predator, and it just, like, like punches him or something? Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just knocks him over. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, Predators was great. Uh, I'm sorry, the Predator. Um, yeah, Predator looks good. Uh, yeah. I hope Roy shows up at the end. <laughs> He's like, I got off the planet. Uh, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here in my Batman voice. Uh, but yeah, I I do hope that this does like because everything we've heard says that they're gonna respect everything that came before. Um, so maybe they're leaving it open for another sequel. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. So. I'm, at this point, I can only imagine that they would uh, greenlight this if they're like, this has to have sequel potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. All right. Uh, next one, uh, Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Impossible 5. She's going to be in Mission Impossible 6. Uh, one of the first recurring female leads in this whole franchise. Uh, she is going to be in the sequel to The Shining, technically. Uh, the Doctor Sleep movie with Ian McGregor. So, yeah. who, who did she play in Mission Impossible 5? She plays this sort of British female agent. Sort okay. Of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I haven't um, watched that in a while. I couldn't remember. I I haven't seen a single Mission Impossible movie since like the first one. Um, oh man! Wow! I, like it, it's because the, the second one came out, I was like I don't care, and then three came out, I was like I still don't care, and then it kind of went away for a while. And then what was it? Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That came out to universal buzz, mm-hmm. and I just missed it. And then I what was the the? Oh, this um, is the now, right. Yeah, this is the fifth one now. Sixth no, this one. is the sixth one that's going to come out. Oh, my God. Uh, the, last, the last one was, um, was Rogue it? Nation. Yes. And that's, um, that's if you ask me, that's the best one so far. Oh, really? Um, I, I still think Ghost Protocol is the best one. but Yeah, but it didn't have a connection to the previous film. Hey, well, you <laughs> like, know. Well, no, I it, did, it I... had a direct connection to part three. Mm-hmm. It did. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. To me, that five is when they really put all the pieces together for me they figured out who needs to be on the team mm-hmm. they had a female lead who didn't feel disposable they just everything came together and then there was a thing that wouldn't there was a thing that was set up in that movie that didn't feel like it would just be disposed of by the end yeah. which is the rogue nation from the title is the sort of the specter or the hydra to no, good point. uh to imf um this sort of group of assassins who have made it their job to uh, sabotage everything IMF does um, for the sake of money and things of that nature. Just pure chaos. Yeah, I guess I didn't know the movies had pulled the Fast and the Furious and just gotten better as time went on. Yeah, yeah, they did. They figured out what to do in the fifth movie, like Fast and the Furious. Honestly, though, part three isn't bad. Like it's, it's not bad. It's it's not the best, but I mean, you've got Philip Seymour Hoffman as the main villain, 
which I think that's, I agree. that's a great choice, even though it's He's hard. Good. For, it's hard for me to watch movies with him in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you get to see, uh, is it Carrie Russell? Isn't it? Who's yeah. yeah. You get to see her die in the very beginning of the movie. So that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. She dies from like a brain, brain explosion or something. Yeah. Like there's that. like a microscopic bomb crazy. in her brain. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she dies really. She dies like gruesomely. Like you see her like throw up blood while she's. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a uh, it's dark. Part three. Um, part three is kind of where they rebooted the series. Like yeah, and it's but still well no. Until, but until I'm, five, I don't think there was anything uniform about the series though. No, but I feel like part three is where they rebooted it and decided to be like, all right, this Fair. is this is Ethan yeah. Hunt going forward. So mm-hmm. so the Ethan Hunt in part five is the same one from part three, but I wouldn't say he's the same one from part two. Like it just it feels like yeah. a different version of Tom mm-hmm. Cruise's Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he was really a character before. Like no, I don't he was, think he was. He was a placeholder. I, I, he was he was I just think, action guy A. Yeah. He was generic action guy and depending on what Tom Cruise wanted to play mm-hmm. is who he was. And like again, like in five, like you his character is he's a guy who doesn't like what he's doing mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's frustrated that he's even there um which is something that i really glommed onto. i don't know I, I do like the fourth one the fourth one is good if you're gonna watch any of them watch four and five mm-hmm. um before six am i two left a permanent mark on me without even seeing it because the fucking music that came from it well wasn't that, no, that the, movie's uh, bad though. that was the that john Woo directed is... one wasn't it yeah, yes. well, that's got the Metallica yes. song, uh, I Disappear. Um, and oh, that's the one has... that has the Limp Bizkit song. Yep. Uh, oh, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. There was a period in time where we were just letting Fred Durst do things. Uh, well, that's because he was very rich at the time. So. Stupid us. Yeah. 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 Uh, I hot dog flavored water, guys. Hot dog flavored water. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I decided that was okay. Starfish. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Um, who could forget? Lim- no, let's let's forget about all of that. Let's all forget about Limp Bizkit. Anyway, what's the next story? Yeah. All right. Uh, we didn't actually talk about the story. We went on to a Mission Impossible tangent. Uh. Uh. Mm. Okay, uh, whatever. None of you know who she is, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember her, but I also haven't watched Part 5 in a very long time, so I need to rectify that this weekend. I mean, she's the most interesting part of the whole movie, which is why I'm dumbfounded. Like, uh, I, I vaguely remember who she is, but it's just it's been a while since I've seen that movie, so uh, my memory yeah, of yeah, it yeah. Is, is light at best. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a badass, so that's all you need to know. Um, yeah. She's good, also. Like, she she has um, fucking what's the who's the girl who played Amazing Amy? Fucking uh, shit, I'm blanking on her name right now. But uh, she has Rosamund Pike syndrome for me, where it's like, why hasn't she been in everything after this? Uh, okay. uh, why why wasn't she in every single movie afterwards uh, as the female lead? So yeah, she's a uh, she's good. I'm glad that she'll be in it. Uh, okay, next story. This one was this requested was, of us. Strangest story I think <laughs> we're ever gonna have to talk about. Do we have to? Part of me, part of me refuses to believe this movie is real. I. It has to be. It has to be. Like it, it has to be just because how bizarre this is. I've been ignoring this movie. Also, oh, like, blissfully. I, I say, like I, I didn't want to think this was real. But the deadline broke that Jim Carrey will be... Okay, Jim Carrey is going to be playing Dr. Eggman. Dr. Eggman, Ro- 
Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog in the Sonic the yes. Hedgehog movie. What the fuck? <laughs> that yeah. I have so many questions. Will he be in makeup? Will he be CGI? What are I, they going have, to do with question. this? Why? Why? Just why this? Why all this? Why this thing? Please. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Look, I'm I, just gonna. I'm just gonna take this stance, and I'm gonna, probably gonna. Joe, I apologize, but I want Sonic fandom to just die. I want it to go away. <laughs> I really sorry, hope. but like, have you seen the monstrosities you've all created? Mm -hmm. I really hope. They won't be happy until I, uh... until the whole world is dead. <laughs> I really hope we see something like what we got, like the the Netflix documentary of Man on the Moon. Oh, this! Oh God! Mm -hmm. Well, God that's, it. that's what makes me think that it's gonna be Jim Carrey in in prosthetics. Like I can see him being like, "No, I don't want to be CGI'd. I need prosthetics." Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having flashbacks. To, I just like uh, I'm like I'm sorry to those few of you who I actually care about, but like Sonic fandom is so weird that mm -hmm. it is aggressively off-putting, and that's really. Might be kind of a shitty thing to say about a bunch of people I don't know. But have oh, you been you, on the internet? You mean, uh, yeah. you mean people who would do something like he couldn't hold it. It was coming as fast as lightning. He had to release. Sonic was just so too much. good at this. <laughs> and speed was his specialty. He said he never mentioned that sucking cock was a skill of you? <laughs> Yes, I do. God damn it. Why did you... Of course well. he does. <laughs> Like, I, I understand. I understand. Every fandom has a rule thirty-four, but very mm -hmm. rarely does the rule thirty-four of that fandom like bleed into my everyday life. Oh God, that was the as thing. Much as much as Sonic Hedgehog does. All I did was write in in the Google search "most vile Sonic fanfic," and I found the first thing that popped up. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! So uh, <laughs> let me see. Um, Sonic lurched backwards off his friend's penis as thick white liquid flew uh, from the oh, Okay, well, please this, stop. This show please. has new heights of obscenity. Uh, <laughs> um, over Sonic's head I'm gonna put like a disturbing <laughs> content warning in the, in the, the show that, this week. The line that caught my attention when I was skimming, though, it arced over Sonic's head almost like it didn't like him. Uh, <laughs> also, also, another, another hot take. Um, most Sonic games are really bad and really broken. Yeah. Even, that's the thing, even the original ones on the Genesis weren't, I didn't think they were that great. I don't I enjoy this. Playing... I, I don't, Eric, you shouldn't say that. You really shouldn't. I, I you played, don't know what I, you've unleashed. I, I, I played them at the time. Them. I played them right. when they were coming out, and I was... But you were just an old man, and you don't know what the kids <laughs> I know. like. I know, I was 108 at that point, and I yeah, didn't no, understand. It's not, like, it's not like our generation came up with a second Genesis and saw these games at launch. Yeah. Well, like, so, like, there are entire videos devoted to how, what was it, how good Sonic 2 is, or how good, like, the menu options on Sonic 3 are. Like, Wait, what? Yeah, there are people who like the Sonic games are so great. The menu teaches you how to play the game. Okay, that 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 means nothing to me. That shouldn't shouldn't playing the game fucking teach you how to play the game right. instead of okay. I know. Anyway, I know. Moving on. <laughs> I remember being in high school and having this conversation. This is our last of our stories, so I know we can end here or we can keep on going. Dude, <laughs> just talk. Talk about shit. I don't know. <laughs> Probably shoot the shit for a while.
Yeah. Yeah. But it's that's the thing. There's so many other games that came out on the Genesis that deserve so much more love than fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Gunstar mm-hmm. Gunstar Heroes. Yes. yes. Uh, any of the Landstalker games or any yeah. of the Shining in the Darkness games. Like Street the Rain. Or Night Trap. My favorite uh, game. Hey, hey, hey. Technically, Come on. that was a Sega CD game. Why did we have to go there? It wasn't uh, even, it wasn't I know, even uh, a Sega CD game, actually. I, I was connecting this to my appearance on VGH, where, I, where <laughs> we talked about Night Trap. Uh, because yeah. Night Trap, guys. Night Trap exists. There are vampires wearing Man, goggles. I, I implore anybody to go watch Night Trap videos and think about the fact that at some point, this game was considered to be controversial. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the <laughs> thing. I, I don't... This is the dumbest, tamest shit right. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's the thing, though. I, I know for a fact that there's somebody out there who, because of that game, they have a fetish for what they see in that game. Probably. Uh, yeah. So they must be so disappointed now. Listen, Sandra. Sandra, I need you to let me capture you with this giant collar right. before I can finish. I'm before sorry, I, it's I my drag particular you, kink. Before I drag you stage left, uh, and then you're just presumed dead. And then I right, need you then... to I need you to hit the button on this remote so the TV mm-hmm. shows a picture of me falling into this pit I've dug. It's the only way we can do this. It's, it's funny, that game gets brought up a lot, but no one ever brings up Phantasmagoria, which is like one of the most horrifically violent uh, games I've ever played in the computer. I got that game when I was like 13 for Christmas. Yeah, it is like it's it's pretty tame. Like it doesn't do much until the last disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like some demon is reaching into your face with his thumbs and pulling your head apart piece by piece in live action like special effects. Yeah, that was one of the that, well that was obviously one of the deaths. But yeah, I mean there was actually quite a few really gory deaths in that game. Well, but... yeah, cuz like you had flashbacks of something like this dude mm-hmm. the mansion you're living in like murdered all of his wives. Oh, I remember this one. We talked about that one on that episode also. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it was it was like nine yeah. or ten discs. Like I, I thought it was uh, the coolest thing ever. But yeah, uh, it was. It, remember it was when a... you had to do multiple discs? That doesn't. Really oh no, I, anymore. I'm sorry. When I say discs, I meant CDs. Like it was. Oh. It was a game that had like full motion video. So yeah, it was. Like oh, I thought you meant those like little mini discs. <laughs> no, 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 not the, no, not the jo- three point five yeah. 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 Oh well, I mean, I do remember the, the time console games had multiple discs. Final Fantasy yeah. was on three CDs. Well, I mean, I, I I joke about them not having those, but the version of Red Dead I have has two discs actually, so never mind. But wow, well, you know yeah, but that's... Uh, Max Payne three had two discs when I got it, and not because length, because that game was just beautiful, and I think yeah. it just mm-hmm. needed to be split in two to just to run. Yeah, not yeah, makes great. sense. Great. Huh? PS three or X three sixty? Yeah. Which version? Oh, I had the three sixty version. Right, so uh, the the worst version. Uh, I mean, probably. <laughs> it doesn't just, matter. Look, no no hardware degradation or uh, inferiority could make Max Payne three a bad game. Right. Yeah. Nothing. That's what I've heard. I, I I didn't add that one to the list actually. I will Max now. Payne three um, is yes. is Man on Fire yes. plus like several That's other. What I've heard. Uh, like it's it's part of like, what is that Shane Black movie with uh, Tom Cruise? Is it Shane Black? With, what is it? With Tom Cruise? What, what's Do you the mean fuck? Robert Downey Jr.? No, okay. I could be way off base here. What's the movie with Tom Cruise where he's got the gray hair and the weird gray suit? Oh, Collateral. That's oh, a Collateral, yeah. Movie. Okay, yeah. But, yeah um, like, there's Your a favorite whole, director. There's a whole homage to Collateral in Max Payne 3. Damn. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if there's an homage to Thief. There might be. <laughs> uh, it, the game, like, it, it borrows... Uh, 
like the floating text from Man on Fire. Mm-hmm. And so like that will pop up for emphasis on certain lines of dialogue. Yeah, it's it's you know with without all of its homages though, then it's just also Max Payne just being it is beat up and tired old man. It is like the it's the best send off for that character I could have asked for. Yeah. Right, because like that, a happy ending for Max is expected. really not something you'd think about because he, granted, he a lot of bad things happen to him, but he's a piece of shit. Like, yes. <laughs> it also erased that terrible movie, probably. So that's that's a good thing. Well, that, and uh. I, maybe maybe I I was overinterpreting it, but I felt like with the bullet time, like in part three, it felt like it tired Max out when you were using it. Like, it, it seemed like it was actually, like, Dude, physically affecting him. tires Max out. Like, he gets <laughs> up and he's exhausted. Yeah. That's because, and that's because the night before, he stumbles around his apartment throwing down painkillers and alcohol and just, like, falls through glass tables. He's a mess. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I love the, the character of Max, and, like, I hope we maybe get a fourth game, maybe a reboot something. I think he's too fascinating yeah. to just put down. I think... Speaking of characters we love, uh, we found out something earlier this week while recording Luke Cage. Do you know what we're talking about, Alan? Uh, no. Oh, you don't? <laughs> you don't know that we found out that you didn't watch Luke Cage because of the actor who who played, what the hell was his name, Bobby or whatever? Uh, what the hell, man? What you didn't watch the what? show because an actor in this show died in another show? Yeah. Apparently. It's more of an emotional thing. Okay. But he's fine. He's right there. Look at him. He's a new person. He, he exists. He reincar- he's there. He reincarnated. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like me saying I can't watch anything with Robert Downey Jr. in it because he was an asshole in weird science. Right. Exactly. I, I, it just it. Uh... It's like saying you can't watch Gary Oldman in anything because he was in that Lost in Space movie and he turned into a giant spider. Like, <laughs> I can't even picture him in that movie anymore. Yeah, no, he's. I, he's I a... only picture the giant spider, and it's so bad. I just I don't remember him turning into a giant spider in that. I remember some things about that movie, but yeah, I don't remember that part. Yeah, he, like, takes his cloak off, and what, what he's been hiding under the cloak is basically, like, this kind of, this condensed body that's all, like, legs and, extra and like, an extra torso or some shit like that. He, he's hiding huh. an extra form under that cloak. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's, he's like, two kids wearing a uh, trench coat. That is exactly what he is. <laughs> Except they're horribly pulsating masses. Of oh, uh, actually, Alan, uh, in addition, because I, I got these games because I went to GameStop today, and it was a buy-two-get-one-free thing. Um uh, the wrestling bug has bit me, and I bought 2K18 again. Awesome. Yeah, I'm having a... Here's the thing. I was, telling, I was saying this in the chat today. I miss wrestling, and I'm trying to find a way to get back into it without it rotting my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't know what to tell you. Nice. Yeah, we don't know what to tell you, man. Like... That's that's life. I don't know, man. It's, like, I mean, uh, I know you you probably want current roster of wrestlers, but the last thing I ever played wrestling wise was WWE Superstars, the one that was a super super arcade. Oh game. yeah, the arcade fighting game kind of thing. Yeah, that just, game was all, like, great. Everything was just ridiculous. Yeah, everybody was just they looked like giant steroid monsters, and their moves yes. would launch them thirty feet in the air, and it was great. And I had such a good time with it. 
but outside um, of that, don't care. I mean, I'm having fun with this game because I, I immediately excise all of the like real wrestlers from the universe mode, which is like a never-ending calendar mode of shows you can just play. Mm-hmm. And it has randomized cutscenes and kind of shenanigans and whatever. Uh, it is delightfully busted, so when cutscenes do happen, they're hilarious because they just kind of happen out of context. Uh, and then the game breaks, and it also creates hilarity. Um, but oh, you mean like I, the I referee just... getting stuck in the ring? Yes, yeah, yeah. or him uh, him teleporting up into the air and out of the arena and out of existence. <laughs> they poochie him. Yes. <laughs> I have to go back to my home planet now. He went back to his home planet of referees, yeah. No, I just make all my uh, all the people I know and stick them in the game as uh, cartoon characters, basically. Oh yeah, I forgot you were uh, you made uh, an action Bronson version. Of I, Alan, yeah, basically. Alan. Alan is like I made Alan like probably six hundred pounds of muscle. <laughs> <laughs> He's just this giant. I'm I'm patiently awaiting to see what my character looks like. Oh, I already I had you. I had you in two K sixteen because I made a bunch of people from the ice level. Like Ryan Hess is in there. He, oh he yeah. Demanded, he called the American sumo, so I just put him in Rikishi's diaper. <laughs> well, that was, back, that was around. back when I had a giant beard, and before you actually knew me at all. So yes, yes. I'll be curious to see. Yeah, no, but cause... like, there's been like, there's been some W papers on the past few weeks, and I just I can't muster up the energy to watch them, and it sucks to have to just look at this and go, "This is something I used to really love, and now I want it nowhere near me." I, you know, all your heroes betray you eventually. This is true. No, it's not even my heroes. Here, I just need one thing. I need Vince McMahon to die. <laughs> I need him to die. But that's the thing. When he dies, his soul will transfer into the body of his daughter. I don't so think he's going to yeah. die. That's the problem. But apparently, <laughs> or Triple H. Apparently It'll be like a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently he's, like, he's healthier than most people I know. Um, from what the stories I hear is that he's a neat freak, uh, a germaphobe, uh, mm-hmm. a, an, like an exercise nut. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. He has no vices. Um... So yeah, he'll live for another hundred years. Then, exactly. <laughs> Weren't you God the one who was it. telling us about uh, the time that he was on like a, a plane when you back when you could yeah, smoke? The, the, and, the story yeah. about how he got the million dollar man gimmick was that some dude was smoking on the plane and he kept trying to give him money to make him stop yeah. and raise the number until the guy finally agreed. And Vince paid this dude like twenty thousand dollars to stop smoking. Jesus and he said, Christ. see that? Everybody's got a price. And that's where that gimmick allegedly came from. See, what you do is you get the money from him, and then you light up a cigarette and blow the smoke in his yeah. face right after that. Like, well, no, because I, I think Vince would kill somebody. Um, that's true. I also Probably. heard a story that he will nix storyline ideas and other creative endeavors um, depending on how his meal was. I heard some story that, that he thought he had a fit and canceled some like storyline because his steak wasn't cooked well enough. That actually sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right for his insanity. Yeah, I remember yeah. some interview, I think it was maybe Jim Cornette or someone else. He he joked that the Isaac Yankum gimmick was because Vince had a bad uh, dentist appointment. Yep. Great. Um, I've also heard his germophobia is to the point where it was some writer was interviewed recently. He said that if you're standing by Vince and there's a bowl of candy nearby – you are not allowed to uh, take a, a piece of candy from the bowl. You have to take the bowl, pour some into your hand, and then uh, eat it with one hand and uh, shake with the other one, basically. Like, not use the other hand to eat it. I... And if you're going to get more, that hand must be the hand the candy goes into. Because the other one's been sullied. <sighs> <laughs> okay. You know, I... I... <laughs> I, 
Hunter, I need you to get me the bubble. I need to get the bubble, Hunter. <laughs> I mean, I, I, nothing I, would not, shock me at this point. I mean, I'm not surprised that an industry is as carny as wrestling is, or at least the WWE, because it's in Japan. It's like firing at all cylinders. It's amazing. New Japan is mm-hmm. incredible. Arlo, I know I sent you a match. I don't know if you've watched it yet. Um, but that's from New Japan. And like New Japan treats wrestling like it's a sporting event. Oh, that video that you sent me a while ago. Yeah, I watched yeah. some of it. I watched okay. as much as I could. Um, uh, it's long. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, just... yeah, it was. It's very long. But it's, again, like I would be way more interested in that than anything yep. WWE is ever doing. Like well, back, when, back when I used to watch wrestling, like, Everybody that I actually really liked, like uh, uh, Cactus Jack and um, and God, what's his name? Um, the one who was Mankind. Uh, shit. Mick Foley. Was Mick Foley. And like a lot of the great wrestlers during that era, like the late 90s, early 2000s, all had a huge career in Japan before they came back to the WWE. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because Japan knew how to treat them and had them doing all of this insane stuff that played for the audience so well. Also, like watching a watching a Japanese show is very strange because the crowd, they're quiet most of the time, and then you mm-hmm. have to basically like work to get them unglued. Yeah, and it's it's weird to have wrestling with just no sound. It's just commentators. It's like a golfing match. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, like it, it adds special... to the it adds to the sporting event feel of it because there's no like there's no hokey backstage segments like there's no midgets or or leprechauns or fucking uh, dancing oiled up naked dudes like it, it's it's all. Like there's press conferences where people act dead serious and they're gonna do a, like a scuffle there. Security comes and separates and they treat it so deathly serious that mm-hmm. um, it feels legitimate. You know yeah. it's not, yeah. but it feels legitimate. Well, wait, you mean the matches where they're going to lower a man into a vat of piranhas if he loses? Hey, hey, is it hey, 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 <laughs> Look, I, I watched Wrestling Society X when it was on MTV. And let me tell you something. Uh, Arlen, you thought Lucha Underground was crazy? Yeah, mm-hmm. Wrestling Society X was so over the top and stupid. It was basically like it was impenetrable and was just canceled offhandedly. See, that was the thing. Like my friend uh, used to work for uh, one of the video companies that actually got legit after they stopped selling stuff illegally online and in kiosks at the mall. But that's where I saw some of the best like Japanese wrestling matches, and that's where I really learned about like Cactus Jack and Mick Foley, like the exploding barbed wire matches, and yeah. just like, and that's where I first saw like thumbtack matches. Oh yeah, yeah. Here, here's the thing. Here's how this works: like the, the ropes were replaced with barbed wire, mm-hmm. um, and then the corners and some weird kind of like pieces of wood with more barbed wire onto them outside are like rigged with these very small explosives. But they make a loud noise and have they a make lot of a smoke. very loud noise. They make a lot of smoke, uh, and it's it's kind of it's shocking. Um, oh. And like the point is basically just like throw your opponent into this this, this explosive barbed wire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And then That's the thumbtack matches where they have a giant balloon filled with thumbtacks that eventually yeah. explodes. And yeah, That's they were great. Insane. They were I have great. A, <laughs> I have a binder full of uh, shows in the, a company called Dragon Gate, which I've probably spoken about before, and mm-hmm. it's this very like anime video game influence company from japan where everybody's split into like gangs like Ugh. everyone's in a unit there's nobody who's by themselves everybody's in a ridiculous like color-coded unit um and they have these insane matches and i got these dvds from some guy from chicago who was like ripping the japanese pay-per-view feed onto his tv and then burning them onto discs yeah damn yeah, yeah and they include the japanese commercials on the DVDs oh, I have, it is so cool. Because oh, it's not just I'm like, I'm like I I got like a little book of like 
Japanese culture's samples. Like <laughs> that's awesome. It's so cool. That's uh, that's actually something my wife and I like to do. Um, we'll just go into YouTube and look up a Japanese game show and just watch hours of just various Japanese game show clips. Have, like, have you seen the Wonder Core commercials? No, what are those? It's this. They're Japanese ads for this like little ab roller nonsense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. All the commercials are these weird setups where someone is always getting knocked down by this ridiculous thing like a boulder or a monster or a door or a punch or something. And he lands directly into this workout device <laughs> and then like does a little sit up. That's awesome. Like it's, no. just, it's just a one of them is just a montage of like old man winter blowing ice at this guy, him slipping in a shower, um, a pro wrestler clotheslining him. Uh, it's ridiculous. The Oh, God. That sounds amazing. I could watch that for hours. <laughs> um, no, the uh, the one, uh, well, two of the two of the things we'd watched recently on uh, YouTube were it was, it was from an older variety show. So it was a troupe of comedians, which I'm sure you've probably seen them on some video on YouTube, just Japanese comedy show. But the contest they were having was they had to recite a tongue twister or a poem as quickly as possible. And if they got anything wrong, they were slapped in the nuts with a riding crop that was attached to a machine in front of them. It's the greatest thing on earth. The other thing is it's, I don't know what, what the actual title of it is, but people would walk into an elevator expecting it to be an elevator. And all of a sudden the floor drops out and they're dropped onto a slide that's covered in like some sort of oil. But the great thing is you see them walk in, they hit the button, then all of a sudden the bottom drops out from underneath them, and they have a camera that's recording in slow motion as they fall. So you get to see their facial expressions. Yes. I don't know what it is about, like, Japanese game shows are just, they have a very strong commitment to human suffering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, MXC, I I don't know how some people survive some of the stuff on what was known in Japan as Takeshi's Castle. Over here, most extreme elimination challenge on Spike TV. Some of those like falls those people take just look oh, yeah. like they broke so many bones. Yeah, they're paralyzed. There's, I mean, they're they're <laughs> they're like the thugs in Arkham Knight and Arkham Asylum. Yeah, um, paralyzed well, some, in Arkham <laughs> Knight. Some of those dudes are dead. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like uh, Takeshi's Castle was like even less extreme than some of the stuff I saw when I was a kid. Like, there the one video store near us had a had a uh, videotape. It was. Oh, God, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a Japanese game show, and it was just all these horrible different things. Like, one was, one of the competitions was they had to drink, like, two, like, I want to say about 40 ounces of beer, like, two giant mugs, and whoever could hold their pee the longest while they were standing on the beach at the ocean was the winner. And there were different things they were doing to bring up and, and try and get them to pee, and you could see these guys obviously poisoning themselves with their own urine oh my god there's another thing where they were laying on their backs and they had tubes going into their mouths and whatever they dropped down they had to eat oh (laughs) another one was they were they were sitting they were sitting in a a little like vat that had live frogs swimming around them and they had to eat fried frogs the whole Hmm. time that they were sitting in a vat full of oh my frogs that is dark yeah, it was. It was great. I was like 12 when I saw it. It was the funniest thing on earth. For, for some reason, I'm thinking of, um, this is like old Comedy Central. You guys remember Trigger Happy TV? Vaguely. Trigger Happy TV is probably my favorite hidden camera program ever because it's so fucking British, it's not even funny. Uh, it's basically these hidden cameras are set up and people in absurd costumes show up and just do the weirdest things. 
like so one of them is like someone's taking a photo and they're taking a photo of like they're getting photos taken of big ben in the background and the the camera guy is in on this like prank and basically as they pose the photo someone dressed as the grim reaper walks into the photo points at the couple and then disappears <laughs> Is that the one that had the guy on the gigantic cell phone? Yes. Yelling? Yeah. And he, right. would, he, would get a, he would get a call on this thing and stand up in a, 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 what would be normally a very quiet place like church mm-hmm. or a library mm-hmm. or like by people fishing and just yell into this massive cell phone. Yep. Yeah. Or or someone would get into a phone booth and 15 people dressed as squirrels would try to fit themselves into the phone booth with yep. this person. Or Yeah, I, the one, the thing I remember most with that was, like, you'd see somebody going down, like, an alley or, like, just a street, and then all of a sudden, like, 30 they're, people they're set would upon start by an, at them. By an army of furries, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Running at them, and these people so are just good. like, wah, wah, turn around and run. Yeah. There was yeah, an American version of it, but it was very bad. Of course it was. Of course it was. And actually, I think that a uh, large group of people running thing they stole from some Japanese shows because once again, that was something my wife and I'd seen watching some older YouTube clips. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's if you get a chance, just spend like spend like an hour or so just looking at YouTube clips of just like Japanese game shows or bizarre Japanese comedy. Like it's it's well, so I, worth I used time. to follow a blog called What the Fuck Japan, mm-hmm. and I found so much cool shit there. I found um. I actually discovered New Jabez through that blog, who's a, uh, he's at this point kind of a prolific Japanese DJ who, who passed away in like 2010. He's one of the best hip hop DJs I've ever heard. Really? Yes. Huh. It is some of the most relaxing music that you can find. Okay. Um, and he, he teamed up with this, this rapper called uh, Shingo 2, and they this, it's called like the Love Sick Anthology. It's just six super upbeat, hyper positive rap songs. Because huh, there was a there was a group in the late '90s I used to listen to from Japan called the Mountain Brothers, and they were they were quite good. They were really good hip hop. Um, but that's that goes into like the theory that I think most people who pay any attention to Japan have is like they can take anything from any other culture and do it ten times better because yep. they're amazingly dedicated to it. <laughs> I love Japan so much. I do too. I do too. It's just seeing like their rockabilly guys. It's like, man, you guys are going for it, and good oh, yeah. on you. Oh, those pompadour dudes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Arlen, have you seen these guys? No. It's basically like they're like kind of like a gang or a social circle or like a, a social class. Mm. Um, it's guys just dresses in these very Japanese influenced greaser outfits, and they have oh. like four foot tall pompadours. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have seen this. Yeah, the, those guys are insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're on point with their style. Like, it's weird. The as much as people talk about how we fetishize Japanese culture, they do the same thing to us almost to the but, to almost the same extent in some ways, in some places at least. In in a like, way, it's crazy. Though, I feel like they. They don't. I don't know. It's. I think you're. You're correct in some ways, but it doesn't have a weirdness to it. Like they just take it and naturally make it theirs. While Americans mm-hmm. are very much like, this is Japanese, isn't it? So cool. Yeah, while like, Japanese mm-hmm. people are just like, hey, this is a cool thing. I'm gonna do it really well. Didn't Japanese Spider-Man function like a Power Ranger? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 yeah he did kind of. I mean. Yeah, it's it's very it fit with the Super Sentai thing mm-hmm. that they were doing. Um, I, yeah, I can see what you mean, Eric. Like, it's really weird when you see a white guy with a kanji on their arm, and yeah. it's like 
and it says like I don't know hope in hope without love or whatever. I, Even though I, it probably means like fish sauces. Yeah, right. I don't yes. know any kanji symbols whatsoever, and I won't like to know them. In fact, well, I actually went to um, uh, Dragon Gate came to America a handful of times, and I was there at mm. the first show they had in America, like the first official one, and I right. oh, I bought one of the towels they had for sale and had everybody sign it. And I had this guy come up and sign it named Shingo Takagi. He was the only guy who wrote in kanji. I found out later that something Shingo liked to do was autograph people's uh, items with the wrong name in kanji. <laughs> so I have no idea whose name he signed, if it's even his. That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. What was I going to... Oh, but, it, like, so when, like, a Japanese chef opens up a pizza restaurant, that's cool, mm-hmm. though. Like, yeah. nobody cares. Like, I don't care. That's mm-hmm. that's great. Like, also, apparently, they, apparently they've, like, nailed pizza. Like... Yeah, really? I seem to remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like once again, like I said, they they will take something from any other culture and integrate it into their own so well that you're just like, Oh yeah, no, they've they've always done that. Mm-hmm. That's that's but, always been part of Japanese culture. Yeah. I mean, I remember a time where um Japanese horror movies were basically what I all the all the only horror I wanted to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, because well, there's a there's a period there, after Scream and what Scream unleashed upon the world, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. where it's like, oh, this is a good movie. Now everybody's just going to copy this, and they aren't going to understand at all what made this good. Nope. Yep, yep. It's like, it's like let's make Friday the Thirteenth, but let's also make it Scream halfway through production, uh, because that's smart. Are you referring yeah. to? Jason X. Um, yeah. <laughs> they had to reshoot parts. Of, they had to reshoot like half that movie because Scream came out, um, and they were like, "Oh, they want people want slasher movies to be funny and self-aware now, so reshoot the movie no. and make it funny and self-aware." No, I don't. Uh, and that movie's a trash fire. <laughs> it really is. And I'm I'm a I'm a very heavy defender of the Friday Thirteenth franchise. That movie is dog shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, so, is, so is part five. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Which, which one is part five? That's with fucking Roy. Oh, okay. With not yeah. Jason. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was that is. wave. There was that wave of Japanese horror movies like Pulse. Um, and I, I'm not talking about the American Pulse. The American Pulse mm-hmm. is so bad. I think just assume for any of these you're gonna mention. Yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah. Mean and if you, and if you're one of those people who don't know, there are original versions of some of these films. Then yeah, you owe it to yourself to check them out. Uh, Pulse, One Miss Call, um, The Eye. Yeah, nine times out of ten they were made by Takashi Miike too. Mm. Oh no, um, Takashi Miike kind of stayed in his own corner. <laughs> really? Because I—that's I, the thing, though. Like Takashi Miike actually made a lot of stuff that I was surprised at. Like it was still from Japan, but it was—it was things that like were a little bit more normal than his more extreme stuff. Like he did the uh, what was it, Yokai Watch? I think it was, which is—it feels kind of like a kids' movie. He, here's the thing: like Miike is one of the most uh, committed to his work. Directed, I think he's directed a hundred movies, something like that. Yeah. Uh. And I've seen a great deal of them. I saw a film called Izo or Izo that he made, mm-hmm. which is like, yep. you've that seen weird, it? Yeah, that weird time traveling Japanese uh, samurai weird one. Weird fucking movie. Yeah, I don't remember much of it because at the time I watched it, I was like, I, what? Marlon, <laughs> okay, this movie is about. It's apparently about a real life samurai or swordsman who's crucified and executed. But the movie's like 
meat is that you follow him on his journey through the afterlife and yeah. basically it just rips him from time and place to time and place to time and place and then he meets like various entities and spirits and whatever the fuck and the, I guess the, the, like the whole moral is like he has to let go of his rage and he just refuses to and he just starts cutting apart like Buddhist figures and children and all those kind of crazy shit every time that someone comes across him metal yeah, yeah. it's nuts yeah, yeah um it, that was around the same time he did Gozu, too, which was his attempt at a David Lynch-esque film. I haven't seen that yet, but I started his latest one, which is Blade of the Immortal. I want to uh, see that. It, I, the first 30 minutes or so were amazing. Um, like, the, yeah. I guess the origin story is this dude who, he, I don't know, he, he kind of comes across another like, samurai gang or whatever. And um, I can't remember the exact setup. They threaten his sister, and then he fights by himself like 60 people. Mm-hmm. And they commit to this whole fight scene. Like, you see him go through everybody one by one by one by one by one. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so yeah. fucking cool. Um, yeah. The horror movies I was talking about, like, Pulse is, Pulse is great because Pulse is this weird ghost story that it's it's the apocalypse, but it's not a loud apocalypse. Like, everyone's just disappearing. Mm-hmm. Right. And ghosts are replacing you. And the way they replace you is that, from what I remember and understand, is that they... They make you feel so lonely and sad that you just fade into non-existence. That yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw the original one, Miss Call. I couldn't tell you what the fuck it was actually about. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the thing. Like, I thought that was a Takashi Miike film. No, I, um, I did I see I, I did see Imprint. That was his movie he made for Masters of Horror. Yeah, that was that, that was is, certainly a movie. That is not a fun movie to watch. No, that no, for, it's for not. Those, okay, so Imprint was a movie that Takashi Miike made for Masses of Horror. Masses of Horror was a HBO Showtime. I don't remember. Yes, uh, yeah, Showtime. HBO. An HBO. Oh, it, was, it was HBO. Really? I'm pretty. Oh no, wait a second. I might be wrong. I know that Max Landis and his dad made one. I can't remember if it was Showtime or not. Though. Um, but it's, it's, um, it's yeah, a, well, it's a horror anthology of like, like movies, like short movies, like an hour long. Mm-hmm. And Miike's was so horrific it wasn't allowed to be shown on whatever premium network this was oh wow it and i've i've seen the director's cut it's it unsettling yeah. it is one of the most uncomfortably violent films i've ever seen hmm. yeah it's uh is that the one that has a uh, crap it's it wasn't he in the crow um he's the oh, he's the american that's there or is yes. is this yeah he's the one who played a uh, fun boy I think. Oh shit! I, yes, yes. I think it. it yeah, it was him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, one missed call was to was Takashi Miike. It really, really, it was. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Like oh, I he got all about he that. He does. He does. He did a lot of extreme horror stuff, but he also did some very like relatively normal horror movies, like nothing that needed too much gore or insanity. Uh, yeah. Well, there's one he did for a movie, and I suggest everyone track this down that I haven't seen, except you, Alan, because I think this would just ruin you for life. Um. It's called Three Extremes, and it's three oh, yeah. horror films, uh, like forty-five Dumplings. minutes long piece. Uh, yeah. Dumplings cut and the box, uh, yeah. and it's ba- it's three different directors. One of them is Mike, one of them is Park Chan Wook, mm-hmm. um, and they give you these three really shocking horror stories. Yeah, wasn't Dumplings the uh, Mike one? And no, or was I Park think Park Chan Wook the Dumplings. I think Park Chan Wook was a dumpling one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Mike was the box about a girl who like it's it has to do with Siamese twins and like a circus 
I, I don't remember. It's so that's surreal. that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the guy from the Cronin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so strange. Yeah, I I I remember seeing it, and that's about it because I remember the twist and the the entire story. I was kind of like, uh, okay. Cut is my favorite one. Cut actually has uh, the actor who played Storm Shadow in our GI Joe movies. Oh really? Um, yeah, he's he's the the premise is like he's an actor, this rich actor or director, I think. I can't remember what, he's, what he is. Oh, he's a director, um, and he gets kidnapped by one of his extras who's been in all of his films, uh, oh, and no. he's taking his wife hostage. And I can't remember what he keeps asking for, but he he's he's holding this dude for some kind of demand. And as as time goes on, like if he doesn't get what he wants, his wife is like tied in position on a piano or something like that until her hands are kind of on the keys and like every 10 minutes he chops off one of her fingers oh god yeah uh. and then and then at some point during this this story the director's like no well you know i'll take care of this we'll go to the hospital so the the, the extra is like really he picks up the fingers goes to the kitchen and puts them in a blender jesus christ yeah, yeah. Wait, henry rollins had an anthology show he did Oh shit! Night visions. What is this? I had no idea. Kind of familiar. I, I, I don't know. I was looking at uh, Masters of Horror, and it had suggested <laughs> night visions. It's just Henry Rollins in like a t-shirt with his muscles all big. And oh yeah. god, I oh, just what was this? I just remember. Go ahead, go ahead. What a no, weird yeah. recommendation. No, I was just going to say, I just remembered Visitor Q from Takashi Miike. I don't know if any of you have seen that. I have never seen it. Um, don't. There was a movie that I recommended. I think I remember. Oh, it was one of the horror suggestions I sent to Lou. It's called The Neighbor Number 13. Um, yeah. It's about this dude who's bullied mercilessly as a kid, and then he grows up uh, and ends up working in a construction site with his bully. Uh, and oh, basically, you have this sense that he's got not just a split personality, like an entirely different version of himself that takes over when he, he's like basically about to go into like a rage mode. And it's someone who's bearing all the scars of like his verbal and physical abuse. So he, his face completely changes. What was that one called again? The neighbor number 13. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Cause there's, I think there's a sequence where, they show inside the main character's head and like it's represented by this just red room with the two of them sitting across from each other naked, like sitting Indian style. Um, and then one like the bad side takes over. They have a dance off. <laughs> but it's not a fun. D- it's really freaky and weird looking. Um, Interesting. And he just lets him kind of take over and then he snaps. It's such oh, it's a got weird... someone from a Sukiyaka Western Janko. That movie also. is very weird. <laughs> yes, yes. Anybody who's uh, listened to Movie Dumpster knows. Yeah. I don't even know how to just, like, I, I'm still not sure if I like it. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, discovered that Takashi Miike also did a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure movie. Yeah. Really? Uh... Yeah, apparently. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable Chapter 1. That is an anime that I think I have to get into. I, I don't know if I want to. I'd, I'd like to check out the manga at some point, but I don't know. I'm very I'm just, hesitant to go. I just saw images from it. It, was, it does not. It looks weird. It, looks it so does. Weird. It's very weird. Like I, I, yeah. I saw the cherry sequence, and that's all I ever really had to see to sell me on it. 
Mm. It's oh. this very uncomfortable sequence where someone's like, "Ooh, a cherry, thank you," and then just proceeds to go, and then just like switch this thing around in his mouth at a very uncomfortable close-up. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a very strong element of homoeroticism in it, from what I've heard. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm very hesitant to wander away from my my Dragon Ball neighborhood. <laughs> it's so cozy here. Okay, well, so when you look up horror movies, Venom shows up, and I don't know why. <laughs> Just look up horror movies. Well, Wait. because it's it's the most horrific of horror movies. <laughs> the upcoming one, or uh, no, the one no. we watched? No, the one that you watched. <laughs> Just like in the suggestions for horror movies, like who would suggest this? <laughs> That's such a you bad. have to you have to be a true monster to suggest that movie. So it's That's rather apt it comes up. Fucking movie, yeah. And it, yeah. It's, it's especially appalling because it was that period of time when we had a bunch of theatrical slashers that were just the fucking worst. Yeah, all these lifeless PG thirteen slashers, and then like Venom was rated R, and it's it's there's no teeth to it whatsoever. Well, it's I'm going to a slasher film. I'm expecting to see red stuff. I mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of those movies got pushed out because maybe they weren't originally supposed to be what they became, and they're just like, I mean, well, I... we'll just we'll just turn the script into a slasher movie. Let's just do it. Yeah, like you remember right. you remember Cry Wolf? Oh, with Jared Zing. Padalecki. Vaguely. He's in that. Yeah, he's in that. Oh baby Jared God. Padalecki. Yeah, that's I, funny because uh... he's, he's still a baby in Friday the Thirteenth. I really admire the fact that he's in Friday the 13th and then Eccles was in uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, that uh, was great. Both horror remakes coming out back-to-back months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a smart marketing decision there. Yeah, I think the My Bloody Valentine remake is also amazing. Yeah. A- anybody seen the original one? I Years ago. It. I never found actually, it, actually. So. Funny, funny story on that. Um, back when I was probably eight, maybe seven um so a hundred years ago <laughs> yeah exactly used to used to have to go to church because uh my mom still went for some reason i don't know why um my dad stopped years and years ago anyways catholic church going to church and there was a uh, sleepover for a bunch of us at uh i think it was one of the one of the clergyman's wives would host it it was for all the kids to hang out and somebody late at night discovered that movie and we ended up watching it at this woman's house at like eleven o'clock at night without her realizing. So oh, I got man, to watch. Fun. I got to watch My Bloody Valentine when I was seven at a priest's wife's house. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're watching it and like they, the very beginning where they take off their mining outfits and you see the one woman is just wearing a bra and it's like, oh, it's going to be this type of movie. I'm seven. <laughs> Let's see what's happening. All right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm good to wrap up this episode, I suppose, though. Yeah, I think so, too. Successfully shot the shit for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I, Honestly, I'm so happy we had a light news week, because I'm, I'm, I was a little exhausted yeah. having, like, the marathon of, like, Friday afternoon, 17 things get announced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we've had a, a laid-back after dark in a while. Nope. Um, all right, so I'm Connor McGraw. We just recorded a new episode of Movie Dumpster. It was for Uncle Sam, and fuck that movie. Um, that is a that is a terrible film. Uh, it should be out on July 4th, and then Tetsuo the Iron Man still coming out, and I don't remember what our next episode is. I was told, but I forget what it was. Anyway, keep an eye out for both of those. Um, 
Aharo at all the places. Um, Los Haro podcast every week. Um, yeah, uh, we put up our De Palma episode today. Um, we're going to be recording a lot of stuff, so forgive me if uh, I get mixed, things mixed up. Uh, we're going to try and do um, our episode with Connor, actually, sometime soon, hopefully. Yeah! Is this the good thriller. To... Oh, horror versus thriller, okay. Yeah, yeah. And other things, also. We can do, like... We can bank like two if you want. This is I'm, an off my conversation. I'm an okay. I'm okay with that. I'm looking forward to that ba- uh, good soundtracks from bad movies thing. Oh yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that sounds. Well, we're gonna interesting. do soundtracks first, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the show. Oh wait, every, I, every I, I, oh, wait, wait, what? what Robot that? Alan. <laughs> uh, I got some some stuff to plug. Uh, next episode of. Marvel Chronicles is coming out, which is the episode Rogue, which a rogue a rogue cop sees Clark use powers and tries to use him to get to maybe basically fix his problems. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I myself. Connor Irving and Green Webb recorded a difference of opinion, which we're testing it out or testing out which format would work. Uh, and we, it's basically a difference, like I said, difference of opinion. And we talked is about a, Detroit. Is this a show or what, what, is, what uh, is this? I think it's a show because you're telling me that you heard Connor's voice the first time. Other Connor, yeah, regular Canadian Connor. I'm reverse Connor. Connor. <laughs> Canadian well, Connor, as we call yeah, well, yeah. Wouldn't he be reverse Connor then? Since no, everything no, is reversed, no, no, much no, better up there. No, no. This is my <laughs> this is my perfect opportunity to fulfill this gimmick. It's it's, it's happened. Okay. <laughs> we did the difference of opinion on Detroit Become Human, and we talked about David. Well, here, here's my here's my quick hot take on David Cage. He's Jason. Stuck. Anyway, <laughs> Jason. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the time this episode should, it will go up. Hopefully, Connor's review. Irving, not McGraw. Just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> His review of Detroit should be up by then. All right. Nice. nice. Uh, I'm Eric Fedorchek. You can find me at Eric underscore Fedor on Instagram. Um, dogs, cats, food, comics. Um, also, more recently, the various improvements we've done to our living room and the fact that we finally got the fucking TV up on the wall that caused my wife and I to almost murder each other. Um, you can also find me floating around the Phantom Zone doing my thing and chiming in here and there to talk about comics with people. Um, I don't really have anything else to add because I already added the horrors of what I found earlier in the yeah the I, think you've, so, uh, I think you've yeah. done your part. Yeah, I've I've used up my quota for disgustingness for the show. <laughs> but you see, if Pennywise was to oh, meet another, <laughs> no way, Bloodline anti-Pennywise DVDs. <laughs> Learn how to defend yourself against interdimensional uh, <laughs> clown beings. The earth is flat because you can't see the curvature in the horizon. <laughs> Well, I was just looking at Australia the other day. So. Oh, fuck that kind of apocalypse. <laughs> Goodbye.
Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.